0: Ineffably Yours, Part 1, by second hand News. Read by Symphonic D. Chapter 35, Lucky Stars. January 2020, Reykjavik, Iceland. I think it's this way. The second left, and then we branch right, and... I really don't think this is necessary, Angel. Aziraphale lowered the mat to look at Crowley. We was watching him with a smile. Of course it is. How else are we going to find our way here? bit of a labyrinth. Look. He turned around to give Crowley a good look at the map, which was wider than both of them stood side by side, boasting a veritable rabbit warren of streets that crisscrossed across the length of the admittedly small city. Or we could head straight for the ruddy great church up there. Crowley gently took the map out of Aziraphale's hands and began folding it up, nodding towards the imposing church in the distance, towering over the city like a silent giant at the top of the long street ahead of them. Ah! Aziraphale nodded meekly, followed Crowley as the demon began striding up the hill, hands deep in his pockets to keep them warm from the biting winter air. Very good. This is where I leave you. Crowley said, as they reached the top of the street some time later. Their progress slowed by Aziraphale needing to stop at every shop to take in the window display, pointing excitedly when he spotted one tourist shop selling angels made out of recycled metal. The steep pyramid shape of the Hatsgrimskyrkja church rose up to meet the sky, even more impressive at close range, a stark dagger slicing up into the late morning dawn. Aziraphale found himself drawn towards it as he always was when in the vicinity of consecrated ground, like a homing pigeon coming in to roost. A few paces behind, Crowley watched him leave, hand crooked to his forehead to shield his eyes as he looked up at the towering church. As the angel slipped inside, he turned to sniff out his own version of hallowed ground, the perfect breakfast spot. Aziraphale was used to remarks about the way he gravitated towards timelessness his interests, his habits, even his clothes. He knew they were considered old-fashioned, attracted curious glances in the streets, poorly hidden Snickers in heaven. He didn't mind the smirking, not really, happy enough with the comfort he drew from the familiarity of his routine. Until he walked into the church that day, he hadn't realized just how much he missed the way heaven used to make him feel, as though he was walking through the gates of a place in which he would always be welcome no matter how he looked or felt, or what he believed in. Heaven had been his solace for so very long, his home to come back to when everywhere else felt foreign. It had changed, though, over time, as comforts so often do, evolving into a place where he felt like he no longer fit in. The peace he felt as he found himself standing under columns of smooth white stone was like walking back into heaven, as it had been all of those years ago back before their dream of a better world had been tainted with judgment and expectations that no living creature could meet, before sin became something to punish rather than forgive. There was a bravery in the church's starkness. No gilded lecterns or opulent stained-glass windows. The only real piece of the church's interior that pulled any focus was the mammoth twist of organ pipes, which Xerophel took in with reverence. To hear their music swell to fill the room, It was something he dearly wished he could witness. Perhaps another time, he thought, shaking his head a little as he remembered time was not something he had on his side. Though, if paradise was as he believed it to be, maybe there would be a way to find himself standing there again. Throughout his lifetimes on Earth, Aziraphale had come to understand that faith manifested itself differently in every human. Every angel, come to that. It wasn't always the Almighty in Heaven's Gates. There was faith in life, too, in love and friendships, in the dusty shelves of his bookshop. To him, faith was subtlety, understatement. It wasn't showy, something uses leverage. Faith couldn't be twisted into one-upmanship, it was just there, quietly, running in the background and serving as a gentle hand to guide the way, to support when needed or to pull you close in those desperate times when it felt like all hope was lost. That building, in all its simplicity, felt a lot like faith. It wasn't built on wealth, or pride, or a need to do anything other than serve as a comfort to all those who entered, a sanctuary where faith could be explored, or challenged, or perhaps even set gently down and left behind as nothing but a fond memory. As Aziraphale left the church and stepped out into the cool air, it felt as though he was walking away from something, perhaps for the final time. He made his way across the quiet square, kept his eyes firmly facing forward, breathed a sigh of contentment when he caught sight of Crowley leaning against the wall opposite him. The demon hopped back onto solid ground when he saw him, his face lighting up as he waved a heavy paper bag in his direction. Angel! He yelled pointing at the bag with a look of glee on his face. I found the holy grail of cinnamon buns! The thing Aziraphale had always found comforting about Faith was its ability to manifest itself in every corner of existence. There was Faith in hot coffee on Monday mornings, in smoothing open the pages of a treasured story, and in the warm arms of your soulmate as a sticky cinnamon bun was thrust into your mouth with all the grace of a drunken sailor. Perfect, right? Crowley asked slinging an arm around the angel's neck and kissing the side of his forehead, lips sticky with cinnamon and sugar. Aziraphale looked at him, at the unparalleled madness of everything they were fighting so hard to protect. Felt his heart swell as notions of home and faith and love brought him back to the same road he had turned away from for so long. His hand found Crowley's and, together, they walked away. Perfect. In January 2020, Salatanger, Iceland. Midnight approached the barren ruins of Salatanger, the rhythmic crashing of waves against a black sand beach, the only sound punctuating the eerie silence. It was a place born out of recklessness, windswept and abandoned, the epitome of Iceland's wilds. All that remained of the old fishing village were broken-down stone houses, roofs torn clear by the winter winds, empty shells that had stood firm on the cliffs through nothing other than their own stubborn will. In one of the small stone shacks, snow piled up around the walls. An angel and a demon sat huddled together, waiting. Aziraphale unscrewed the lid of the thermos and passed it to Crowley, breathing in the intoxicating scent of creamy hot chocolate, spiced with a generous glug of whiskey. It was a comfort rather than a necessity, with neither being really feeling the cold, but it felt like the correct thing to do on a night of sub-zero temperatures as the remnants of snow from a long winter were gathered around their feet. I used to think that we would find a way out of this place, disappear into something that was just for us. It was always something grand that I imagined, our eternity, something beyond comprehension. There was never space in my mind for anything tangible. My love for you has always felt like an eclipse. As Aziraphale paused looking across at Crowley who was looking right back his cheek resting against the heel of his hand i've come to realize as the smallest things the human moments when i really feel as though we've made it getting told off by an air hostess taking down the christmas tree sitting here waiting to see if the lights will appear these are the moments these are the moments crowley repeated his voice a soft echo you told me i was dangerous Do you remember? You are dangerous, Aziraphale smiled, as if danger was something he had been only too happy to become accustomed to. Would follow you anywhere, that's what I said. I would, you know. As it turns out, I'm the one who's following you. All the way up to heaven, if they'll have me. They'll have you. Aziraphale reached out for his hand, squeezed it to reinforce the point. They don't deserve you, but they'll be lucky to have you. Sometimes I think you're the dangerous one. Aziraphale laughed at that, his voice ringing out like a light in the darkness. He gestured down at his clothes, circled a hand around his head. I'm an angel, Crowley. How am... Because you make me believe in things, angel. You give me hope. Hope is a dangerous thing for a demon to have. Sometimes when you look at me, I can almost believe we'll make it. We will make it. We don't have any other choice but to. Azuraphale's fingers found the demon's forearm, sliding up underneath his jacket and curling around the soft skin, his thumb feathering the faintest line from wrist to elbow. I wish you could see yourself the way I see you, that you could see everything you are. It was their final night away, and both angel and demon were filled with that impossible melancholy that always accompanies the end of escapism. The last week had seen them shut out the rest of the world, entertain only each other as they wound their way around the country, taking in natural wonders so otherworldly they felt almost ethereal. There was a reverence to Iceland, and a danger, as if heaven and hell had somehow struck a peace deal long enough to mold the bleak, beautiful landscape into being. That's how Aziraphale had felt, at least, when he spoke those words to Crowley earlier that evening as they settled back against the black stone and stared out into the endless night. Crowley had smiled, kissed his hand, wondering if Aziraphale knew that he had seen the Almighty's finishing touches firsthand when Iceland went by a different name, just like he had once upon a time.